For over 45 years, Patagonia has given a damn about the clothes they make and their impact on the environment. Join them this holiday season as you consider what you give. Pass along cherished gear that you no longer use. Try something new with a friend. Repair that favorite jacket or donate to a good cause. Get inspired with more ideas at patagonia.com stories. And cheers to the joy of giving on a living planet. Cordelia, mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Uh, can you remember what you got for the holidays last year? Mm, I got a really delightful cookbook called the Runner's World Vegetarian Cookbook that I absolutely love. What did you get? Cool. Uh, I have no idea. Because <laughs> I, I cannot remember what I got last year Brutal. and the year before that and... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess, do you do you have anything that stands out uh, even in like the last 10 or 20 years? Like any gifts that you do remember? Well, I can remember like one of my favorites in the last 20 years was uh, my grandmother bought me a hand drill and a dozen expansion bolts for putting up backcountry climbing routes. Like uh, if, if you're not a climber, basically this is a thing that you would go use in a fairly precarious situation and I remember her saying oh I just I just want to get you something you'll enjoy and thinking about it that that would be the equivalent of me going out and buying a real bow and set of bow and arrows um and no target and then giving them to my kids and then expecting that not to end up with like a visit to the hospital (laughs) like it was it was like thanks grandma now I'm gonna go get rad (laughs) Yeah. yeah that's awesome do you feel like you used to remember more gifts than you do now? <laughs> Careful. <laughs> I'm not that old. Okay. Um, no, because I remember what I gave to people. Hmm. And um, and then I think that the thing is, is I 100% totally remember the experiences of the holidays mm. over the last decade. Hmm. Uh, playing soccer with my nieces in California, the meals we cooked together, the laughter and the kids building excitement and, and staying up late with Becca to finish getting things ready. This is some of the ski days we've had. Like I love all that stuff and I remember it crystal clearly. Hmm. So in some way, maybe those are the real gifts. I think you're probably right. We've had a great year at the Diaries, thanks to you, thanks to our incredible contributors, thanks to the companies who believe in this project, and most of all, the community. And to celebrate, we wanted to do a holiday special of sorts, a gift of more stories to you all. Stories that encourage connection, adventure, and a little nudge to get out the door. There are so many ways to give, and a lot of them don't involve discussions about supply chains and containership delays, because some of the best gifts will never go on sale. They are unique to the giver and to the receiver. Some gifts change lives. Others bring powerful perspective. The best of them bring us together. So we bring you four short stories over the next two weeks. And today we start with a story from Chris Locke. Chris is a sixth grade teacher in California. In 2019, his two boys were right on the cusp of becoming teenagers. And he wanted to give them a gift, one that would connect them to their cultural heritage and to nature. He had this idea. He wanted to give them a trip to Japan's spiritual heartland, a 
amongst Japan's babbling streams, quiet forests, and shrines. Chris discovered, though, that the Kumuno Koto pilgrimage had a gift for him. I'm Cordelia Zars. I'm Fitz Cahal, and you're listening to The Dirtbag Diaries. Hi, my name's Chris. Um, I'm half Japanese. My wife's um, full Japanese-American. Um, we actually met in Japan um, after college. I lived there about three and a half years. In 2019, we wanted to give our our, our kids, you know, this trip to Japan because they had never been there and kind of show them the motherland. Are this daddy trying to get through the crack in the rock? We were going to hike the Kamado Koro. It was just going to be me and the boys because uh, my wife, my daughter, was a little bit small back then. And so the boys were about, I think Grant was around 10, Austin around 12. They like hiking, like being outside, so I thought I'd take them on this trip. Yes! <laughs> this will be entertaining to watch. Kamanokoro is like a pilgrimage through Wakayama. You're pretty much alone in these incredible forests. It's like a lot of people go on that hike kind of to find something. I didn't look at it that way. I thought, oh, that'd be really neat with the boys to do that. Um, we get to stay in these neat uh, ryokan, you know, the Japanese inns. And I saw the food, and I saw the beautiful, you know, vistas. And the, and they say too, like, the Kumanokoro is a place where you're free from all modern technologies because you can't get you know there's no there's no um cellular service there or anything there's no one around you either it's just you and nature and whoever you're with and and it's not really about finishing the trail but it's more about like what you can take away from it you can do i think six days we did about three um four days of it and then you hike into these incredible villages. They only have a certain number of vacancies at these inns in the villages, so it's really empty. Like, there's hardly anybody there. Um, even pre-pandemic, I mean, there was hardly, I mean, basically it was just us on the trail, and every once in a while we would see some people. That would mean I don't understand Japanese. My kids are raised Buddhist, and along the way there's a lot of different um, mini- shrines and then austin saw one of the shrines and went up to it and they have a little broom i guess and he just started cleaning it and um and then grant followed but i didn't i never told him to do that but i thought it was really neat just them having learning that respect i mean i'm (laughs) i'm a planner um for sure i'm a teacher you know, structures <laughs> important to me. Um, but we could just take our time and during lunch, just sit there and, you know, talk to each other. I need to add a sacred rock. I like this one. This is one and just laugh, like listening to them laugh. And... Yeah! That was two. <laughs> two. Two. Yeah. That was just like... Like, was like a I didn't even realize it until it was happening that we could really just take a moment and, yeah, throw sticks down a river and 
try to hit each other's sticks or just, you know, sit there and listen to the waterfall. Being in nature is, at least nowadays, is just being unplugged, like really, obviously beautiful places, but just being able to just be you with your family or your friends. And now we have this memory that, well, we will never, we'll never be able to do it that way again. And it's just, it was magical. It really was. Um, so, I think though, I realized, I'm just looking at some of the old videos. This first part, we're trying to get through this crack in this rock in the hike. And um, we were just trying these amazing foods, but really the what I realized was that the gift that I was trying to give these boys, kind of this nature, incredible Japan, the gift really was for both of us because, you know, the memories, I mean, Austin now is 15 um, and Grant now is uh, 13. And so they'll be gone, you know, going to college in about uh, three years. And so, yes, it was a gift to them, but really it was a gift for all of us, the memories that we have, the moments in nature, where it honestly was just the three of us when you're out there. Um, we were just being silly. I don't know. I was just getting kind of choked up because it was just amazing. I mean, this is 2019, but they've already always already gotten so much older. So that was a gift, a memory, being in nature, both for them, but um, also for me. Thank you. After coming home, Chris made it a priority to keep getting his three kids out into nature to unplug and connect with one another. Look for the next installment of our Best Gifts series presented by Patagonia in a few days. In the meantime, if you need more inspiration for gifts, go visit patagonia.com backslash stories for more awesome gift ideas. This episode was produced and edited by Stephanie Maltrich and me, Fitzcahal. Additional editing and mixing by Cordelia Zars. Music by Kai Engel. Our theme music is Jacob Bain and Nice Koto. Artwork by Anya Miller. Becca Kahal is our executive producer. You've been listening to the Dirtbag Diaries.